we're going right into it today. Um, you know, the intro song was good for a while. Got them some victories. <laughs> Got and, us a loss. And now it's over. I mean, it's just, it's what it is, you know, and it's tough for me to do that after a game where kind of expected they would lose, but you also have the other thing where it's number one, they're at home, and number two, something's got to give with Arizona, right? And this is a game they probably should have won, for being honest. Uh, yeah. just They had know, every opportunity to win it. There's no doubt about it. I guess but they're soft, you know? So. Mistakes are mistakes. Yeah, all caps, S-O-F-T, soft. So um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, uh, right off the bat, like we always do, player of the game, um, our pog, it looks like we both picked the same guy, uh, Trent Frazier. Uh, Trent kept the team in it. He went on a huge run by himself, um, 11-0 run by himself at one point, 27 points, 6 of 11 from three, four rebounds, five steals, a block, and an assist. And the biggest stat, uh, mainly running the point by himself, zero turnovers against uh, – you know, pretty solid defense in Arizona. So uh, pretty big for him. Um, me and the wife went to the game uh, riding the bus from Pia's. Some guy said that Trent Frazier had the worst crossover in college basketball. So, uh, you know, what's that? What's our saying? I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know. But it was like I I was baffled. So I hope he watched the game um, when he was there and wasn't just drinking Miller Lights the whole time. So uh, Trent Trent made some guys look stupid. I thought uh, with his crossover. But yeah, uh, he was part of that 19-0 run. Illinois went on to take a double-digit lead, and then Demonte did what Demonte does. I feel like I say that all the time, but. Uh, Go, went ahead and got a foul and then got teed up and, you know, it, it just kind of let Arizona run back a little bit and get back in this game. Um, after the game, Trent did say, this one stings. It's going to hurt for a while. We've got to do better defensively closing out games. Um, and he's right. Uh, Arizona towards the end of the game was running and was getting open threes and Matherin just, just shut them down. And also, uh, Creesa uh, could seem like he got to the basket whenever he wanted late in the game. So um, Trent or uh, Alfonso Plummer, another 21 plus point game, 25 points, six of 14 from three, 14 threes. Uh, he missed some open ones, but uh, you know, he, he did what he could do. Uh, there was only four guys from Illinois that scored. So, um, but Plummer also had uh Four rebounds, assist, and a turn, and five turnovers. Uh, the biggest one was at the end of the game, of course, under a minute, down three, and he gets a five-second call <laughs> called on him. Um, Underwood said after the game that quote, "He didn't know the rule. That's on me. Um, I don't know how you're a fifth-year senior and you don't know about the five-second rule." <laughs> Um, but that's that's apparently Brad's uh, statement on that. I, I think Illinois had a timeout. Brad probably could have called a timeout if he saw the count. Uh, but that, that's a that was a tough way to, to kind of lose the game. And I really don't understand when you know Trent's been so good. And maybe they were trying to run a play to get Trent open. Um, but Trent was so good. Why you put the ball in Plummer's hand out there? 
Um, I don't know why you don't have Trent running the point, but again, you know, that's, that's what Brad chose to do. And, you know, the game ended up how it ended up. Uh, Kofi was uh, not good, not good at all. Five for 15 from the field. Uh, Illinois as a team was two of nine on layups and one of three on dunks. Kind of gross. Uh, 13 points, 13 rebounds. So another double double. Does it matter when you lose? Not really. Um, and then he had five turnovers too. It seemed like he had a hard time catching the ball. Uh, I felt like Coloco uh, dominated him whenever he got the ball. Uh, had a few blocks on him. Coloco uh, had four blocks. So uh, Kofi did just didn't look good. Um, and I know that he hit a 15 foot jumper. Uh, earlier in the game, but towards the end of the game, terrible shot. That's not what Illinois needed was him pulling up from 17 feet, trying to knock one down. So, um, and his free throw shooting was not great again. Uh, three of six, 50%. I mean, he only shot six of them. The two that he did miss, Illinois ended up getting the offensive rebound, and then Kofi got fouled again, and then he made one of two. So, uh, just, just not great. Um, and then, uh, Grandison was the other guy that scored four guys somehow four guys score. So Grandison, 14 points four nine from three. Um, Illinois went 16 of 36 from three for 44%, uh, inside the arc, they shot 39.7%. So the great. only way they can stay in games is by making threes. So. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be that well, especially if Kofi's going five for fifteen. I, I mean, mean, is there any point of like even thinking? Oh well, we have Kofi because everyone's talking about Coloco going into the game, and Kofi did nothing against him. Yeah, and I mean, and it wasn't just Coloco. I mean, it seemed like everybody they put on Kofi kind of shut him down. They though. have too much length. And, yeah, and the other problem is when you're number four. Your stretch four is absolutely worthless. Then what the hell is the point? Yeah. Coleman Hawkins is garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was he bad. stinks. He he's stunk bad. in almost every game this season, except for when they're playing fourth grade teams, like they're yeah. playing on Saturday. So that's I hope he can have 20 and 10 there so everyone can say how good he is, man. <laughs> and that's why so, so when do you when does when does Grandison get the start over? Him? Just start him. Oh I don't God. understand I, that. There's no and, bigger gap between a starter and a sixth man in the yeah, country than that yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, Grandison had five rebounds, three assists, a steal. He also had zero turnovers. So um, definitely, he's definitely outplayed Hawkins for like yeah. six straight games. And he made a couple corner threes late in the game that helped yeah. keep them in it. And the other thing is, you are in the Big Ten Conference, okay? A conference where it's supposed to be tough and defensive and all that stuff. And you can't get any stops down the stretch. And then when you have the ball within a possession with under 30 seconds left, you have a dude who's been playing college basketball for five seasons, his fifth season standing there doing nothing and getting a five second. And also, why is DeMonte dribbling the basketball ever? Like, I I don't care. I'd rather have Kofi run point than DeMonte. DeMonte. My God, he does nothing with it. He just stands there. Yeah, DeMonte, I mean, he he didn't do anything special. If anything, he hurt the team. He shouldn't be starting either. That, I'd start Goody over him. Yeah. Um, there's people like on Twitter, people are saying that uh, Goody needs to play more than Grandison, no. which is asinine, in my opinion. Um, Grandison is has to be averaging 14, 15 points a game. 
Um, and Goody couldn't get a shot off. I mean, he, I, I understand he only played seven minutes, but he couldn't get a shot off against Arizona. He still um, brings more energy to the offensive end. I, I agree, and he's. I, I think he's a better leader at this point. I mean, a fifth-year senior, when you're on a, a 19-0 run to have a 13-point lead, cannot get teed up. Happens every season too. So yeah. it's not like he's gonna I know that that's him and that's fine. He's done a yeah, lot of great it's things. Part here, of his attitude, Jesus man. Christ. I mean, but, we can't have that. Yeah, and that's why and, and that's the thing, is his is his lack of offense, does his his defense is his defense good enough for his lack of offense? And I I don't know if it is right now. I mean Matherin was five of eight from three, ten of seventeen for thirty points. They also forgot about him a couple times. He was yeah. wide open. Yeah, and that and and seeing that's the thing is like I don't think Plummer's very good at defense. Uh, Carissa, towards the end of the game, went to the hole anytime he wanted to, and and but he but also Plummer's putting up twenty plus points a game. So I'll, yeah, t- I'll and- take a couple bad defensive plays, and and what really I think hurts is that you have Kofi down low, and he doesn't do anything to help stop anything. Yeah, they have one elite defender. That's yeah. it, one. Yeah. And uh, it's hard for him to do everything when all they got to do is give – so Kreese can just give the ball to Matherin and then he'll do whatever he wants against anybody. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem in the Big Ten because there's teams in the Big Ten this season, not as much as the last few years. You know, you look at Marcus Carr and what he did at Minnesota and a couple other guys that are gone now, but they're going to have some issues. I mean, they're lucky that Iowa has nobody that can shoot at the guard position other than Bohannon, and he did right. not do anything against Illinois. So yeah. teams that have more than one guard that can score. <laughs> yeah. yeah, teams I mean, that have w- more than one guard that can score are going to eat this team alive. I mean, right. Carpello, when he was playing, was terrible defensively too. Yeah, and that's – They I, have a bunch of guards who can, like, get the ball and get steals but can't actually defend on the ball. Right. So right. that's about it. Yeah, I so I, I – you know – um so yeah, you had those guys. Uh, Hawkins played twelve minutes. Uh, so basically, Grandison was a starter. He played thirty-one minutes, and then you had uh, Bosman Verdonk with two minutes, uh, missed the free throw, got a had an offensive had had an offensive rebound in his hand and lost it immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Payne. Uh, everybody said it was the best game he played. Uh, he turned the ball over every time he touched did, it. Did Payne like, play? Uh, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Oh for two. I think he was the two missed dunks. Or very missed nice, dunks. very nice uh, pickup there. Very yeah. nice. Uh, and then Goody had seven, and Melinda's had three. So I, I mean, basically they're going out there playing five guys right now. Is what it seems like. And they're relying on three of them to score. Yeah, or four of them, I guess. Four. Of them. Yeah. Well, Frazier, they weren't really relying on Frazier to score at all until this game, but yeah, Fra- I, Frazier was unreal. I mean, he was single-handedly got them back in the game. Kept yeah. them in the game and then uh, let the mistakes happen because this team's going to make about forty mistakes a game, and it's not even a this team thing; it's an every single year team thing. Right? And people are saying, "Oh, why is Illinois so bad at the end of games under Underwood?" Under Underwood, right? Nailed that. <laughs> uh, they weren't last season. I wonder why, because the guy that's playing on the Chicago Bulls is on this team, and now after that, it's just an absolute mess. I think it goes back to coaching at the end of the game. It's just like, like you said. Why is why does Plummer have the ball? I don't know. It, it had to be because they were trying to set something up for Trent. But but in a in a in a position under a minute within a within a basket, you put the ball in the guy that hands that 
handles the ball 90% of the time. And if he gives up the ball, he can get the ball back because there's 30 seconds left. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it, it was very questionable that that I mean, call, it was the most, sure it was the most Illinois thing. I mean, under, with Underwood here, that's, that's what his teams do. They make incredibly stupid mistakes and turn the ball over a lot. And then they change the way they play every single season. So this year it's all about relying on the three. And if they're not making threes, they're going to get destroyed by somebody unless Kofi is able to do something. So, right. Yeah, this was a game that they would have lost by 30 if they couldn't make anything. And early True. on, Arizona was doing whatever they wanted there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, until until Trent Frazier went off. Um, it's so annoying because Arizona was not that bad last season, but they were banned from the postseason. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, with a bunch of sophomores in their team, they're like the best team in the country. It's just and that's stupid. A, and, that's a, and I know that Brad said the team was soft and everything. But Arizona, like if you've watched Arizona play, Arizona probably plays harder than any other team. Yep. I mean, they are they are 100% go all the time. And a lot of people are saying that Kofi was was wore out from the pace of the game and all this stuff. I, I don't, I don't know it. about that. I, I just think that he – I, I just think that he wasn't as good as the guy defending him. And, and Arizona didn't have to worry about dropping down on him. Because Coloco could handle him himself. They did it a little bit early in the game. But yeah. Even well, until even oh, when they were doing that, it was more so Kofi dropping the ball or not getting it cleanly. Like I said yeah. in the last episode, I said, hey, he might drop the ball a few times. You said yeah. he's only done it once, which he was good at it all season. And then this game, it just collapsed. I don't yeah. even know what the hell. It's like one day he's well, catching they, it, doing whatever he wants with it. And then the next day, he's 70% losing. of entry passes are at his ankles. I mean, if I was seven foot, I wouldn't want to catch something at my ankles. But then how else are they going to get to him, right? I mean, I don't know. Especially I, when Coloco is like eight foot tall. Learn uh, how to bounce it instead of roll it. I agree. They always do the, you know, that. <laughs> yeah. it's kind of dumb, but Grandison's very good at it, I think. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is what it comes down to. And it's not, a, it's not as much of a slight at Underwood as it's going to sound, but this is what happens when you have a coach of a team who has been in a program that has been incredibly successful for the last 20 years, paid his dues as an assistant coach, can legitimately coach, gets an opportunity in the Pac-12 with an already good roster. Sean Miller left him a pretty good roster. This team's pretty good. And now he's coaching them. And this also is what happens when you he's have a coaching team. them up. Yeah. You also have a team of a bunch of foreign players who are very good at fundamentals, yeah. which clearly Illinois is not at all. Is there one player on the Illini that you could say very fundamentally sound basketball no. player? Nope. nope. And how many can you say that on that. Arizona? At least five. Yeah. To Bellas. Yeah. Tubelis, I mean, it's annoying how he like basically jumps on a player when the ball goes in the ground, but <laughs> playing hard. Yeah. Matherin, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous the fact that Illinois, like they, this, they are playing like a team that thinks that they're great and they have nothing to prove. Like, how do they not have anything to prove? They were a one seed last season. They got knocked out in the second round yeah. by an in state rival in the Missouri Valley Conference. Yeah. Not even a rival, but an in state school. Yeah. So, and this is mostly the same team with a couple of additions. It's just, it's so stupid. This all comes back to everybody telling everybody how great they are. Yep. And Arizona <laughs> clearly didn't have that. The reason they're press clippings. That's another thing. Yeah. Arizona has players from all over the country who love playing basketball. I mean, Matherin's not even from this country. So it's just, I don't know. He's Canadian, right? Nailed right. that. So it's just, <laughs> it's annoying that you have 
this situation because Illinois should not be outworked by another team in their own building. Yeah. In December. It's just, it was, it's ridiculous. It was loud. I mean, it was like a, you know, except for the fans that tell other fans to sit down yeah. and not cheer yeah. on a game like that. I might've got into it with some people. At the if you paid to so. go to a game of this magnitude to sit down, you're an absolute idiot. And yeah. Escorted out by security. To be quite honest. <laughs> well, the worst part was, is, is that it was all, it was all U of I students in front of us. So it was people that, you know, couldn't get into the orange crush because they didn't get enough donations or whatever. And, and they were seriously getting yelled at to sit down. Luckily when there was, you know, seven minutes left in the game, everybody was standing up. So it didn't matter, but you know, they, they cared about, you know, for about, I don't know, 43 minutes. Anyways. Um, I wrote down a few keys, um, just some things, uh, and these stats, they're not that far off. Um, Turnovers were Illinois 16, Arizona 14. Um, but Arizona scored 16-plus points off turnovers. I think Illinois might have had two or four or whatever. There should be a stat for turnovers and stupid turnovers. Yeah, and, that, and that was the thing. is A lot is of stupid turnovers. Illinois, and they were in a pivotal part of the game. I felt like they turned the ball over more under five minutes than they did the whole game, which it, maybe that isn't true, but that's what it seemed like. And then Arizona was just running on them. So that Arizona is, they play very fast. Yeah. Very they fast. They, that's what they, they, they do. Stop. And that's, they do what Illinois should be doing to teams. Like yeah. why can't Illinois do that? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Last season too, same thing. Illinois did it more made uh, basically against teams. They could turn over like Minnesota. They were doing that against, but oh. uh, the stupid turnover index should be, Stupid turnovers. Okay, one example. <laughs> Standing there for five seconds and not dribbling the ball. Number one. Number two, rolling it to Kofi's ankles and he loses it. Number three. Lazy passes. Hawkins uh, pivoting around like six times, then trying to throw it back towards half court to get it to Frazier or Plummer and gets knocked away. Did that against Iowa. That's a stupid turnover. Mm -hmm. So it's those kinds of you know turnovers that should be accounted for in comparison to the other turnovers, such as a bad charge call or something sure. of that nature. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then rebounding 43-42, Arizona won the battle of the boards by one, but it seemed like it was way more lopsided than that. Maybe because Illinois has been beating teams by 15-plus on the boards. Um, I mean, that's kind of how they beat Iowa and, and kept that lead is by out-rebounding them by so much. So I guess this is what happens when a team – Rebounds the same as them. The biggest one for me, this is unreal. Illinois was outscored 42 to 16 in the paint. 42 to 16. Because they have nobody that can score in the paint other than Kofi. And right. he didn't play well. So but that's also that also means that you're not defending in the paint very well, too. Yep. And it goes back to Hawkins being garbage. It goes back to Payne being garbage. It goes back to um Lieb being garbage. Take, <laughs> take one and leave there. He can take over the team. He's in the same room Jeez. as them. Osmonds for Donk should be a defensive end, and that's it. He, well, the thing is, uh, Kofi and uh, Payne go against Lieb, so they look really good when they go against him. That's true. Is Hutcherson at the games, by the way? Yeah, he was there. Why? Oh, why? Like, dude, uh, you're done. Just leave. I feel bad for the guy. I, I do, too. You don't care. Hey, I feel bad for him being out for the season. But um, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, 
Yeah, I don't know. So I I don't know if he can come back. I mean, I guess technically he has one year left, but I don't want him back. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> Go back to uh, wherever you were, and I think you can finish out a solid career there. But yeah, yeah. Hawkins um, Hawkins should follow him too. I mean, get the hell out. I'm done with this guy. And I, it's not even his fault. You know, it's the fault of the people hyping him up. Mm-hmm. It's 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 ridiculous. He can't shoot. He can't dribble. He he can can he defend though really I mean he's had like one or two games yeah, like, okay, yeah. that's just good but like eh. and that and I guess the big thing is like I mean people got to realize that Hawkins averaged like three minutes a game last year um, eh, and there was there there's a reason for that though he sucks yeah because <laughs> he wasn't good enough um, well I mean he he's I think he's been called for a few ticky tack fouls that have kind of ruined yeah, his games I agree but. The more it keeps happening, the more you think, well, maybe, maybe he's just, you know, not good. How about that? I mean, yeah. maybe we should think about that. But all I heard about was, oh, man, is Coleman Hawkins a potential all Big Ten first team player? Is he? Maybe I mean, that's two what you hear. Maybe like in a different universe. I mean, come on. <laughs> he should not be starting. He should not be anywhere near the starting lineup. If he starts on Saturday, you really got to question what this has all been about. Brad loves him, so I don't, I don't give a shit what Brad thinks about him. This is I well, just, he's the coach, so well, maybe Chester <laughs> should grow a goddamn pair and say, "Hey, Hawkins stinks. Get him out of the lineup. Put in Grandison, who's clearly the better player." I would make two lineup changes. Demonte, see ya. Sorry, you're making too many stupid mistakes. You can't make a damn shot. Your defense is below average compared to what it has been in the past. So I would go Frazier, Plummer, insert anybody. It could be uh, bring back Edgar Padilla Jr., throw him in there, okay? And then at the four, Grandison, don't care how big the other team is. It's been proven that the length of the other team does not matter because Hawkins stinks. So Grandison goes in there, don't care the height difference, Kofi at the five. So whoever you want to put in in the third spot, you could put Goody in there, give him a start. How the hell has Melinda's gotten a start and Goody hasn't? I feel like that's a big topic here. I agree. and Curbelo, I mean, Jesus, are we ever going to see him? Maybe he's out for the season. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, I there was a lot of talk about uh, Illinois would have probably won this game if Curbelo was I there. mean, what what is the point of even, like, talking about that? I don't know. You were clearly a worse team when he was there, okay? Maybe they'd be better now. I don't now, see. I don't. What does Curbelo bring to the? Okay. I do not agree. When Illinois he's starting, worse. No, when he's starting, they're Curbelo. a worse team. When he's starting, they're a worse team than they are now. If he's coming off of the bench for the first few games, and he comes back. I think they'll be fine. But here's Maybe. the thing: What does Curbelo do in this game that make like he would turn the ball over a lot? I mean, let's be honest. He's well, facing I, a team with one more what five and five and. I mean, I would it's not say like nine, guys aren't turning the ball over. Over under nine turnovers. I, I don't. I don't know. He can't shoot. You got to remember that. I feel like we look at the player and we think he can shoot, but he can't. I don't care if he can shoot. We just need what, that what can is he going to bring to the? What could you like game? if if Curbelo was starting and ran the point like he can run a point? If he does it to his capability, which he had not yes. done all season, then and then yes. you have then you have Plummer and Frazier just running off screens all day long. Okay, this but let me ask you this. Substantially better. Who guards Matherin in that scenario? Know. He's putting up 30 anyways. Who cares? He might put up 40 if Curbelo's guarding him. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He put up 30. Okay, have Frazier on Matherin, then go with Creesa uh, against Curbelo. Creesa would have gotten going a lot earlier than he did. Maybe. I don't know. 
I just don't understand. Like it's 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 too hypothetical. Like this is. I agree. Dumb. I agree. It's I don't know why people brought that up. It just seems stupid. Well, because, I mean, Brad was uh, part of it. Uh, yeah, Brad is an idiot. I think we quote, know that by now. Quote: Some people had him as a first team All American. You take that away from your team. Everything we have done since has been a little bit out of sync. Here's what I In love about sports. Here's what I love about sports. Let's let's just take Andy Katz for example. Okay, uh-huh. if Andy Katz said that Andre Corbello is a potential first-team All-American. Everybody agrees. Every Illini fan is like, oh, my God, he's so right about this. Oh, man. But if he criticizes anything, it's all motivation, and this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So people love the opinion of one thing about something from somebody, but if it's an opinion that they disagree with, the person's an idiot and a loser. And I do that with a lot of people. (laughs) So I, I do this as well. But athletes doing it. It's just like Brad's bringing that up like, oh, some people, some people. Who yeah. are these people? Are these people that you disagree with on 99% of the things? But if he says this, he's right about it. It's just sure. stupid. The idea of agreeing with something because some particular person said it is dumb because if they say something you disagree with, then you won't ever see listen to anything they say again. It's just stupid. The whole thing is stupid. The way this team is covered is ridiculously stupid. I don't know why Underwood's going after his team after this game as if he let a – player stand there with the like do you say <laughs> anything from the bench that was True. anybody yelling i don't even remember i, don't I blacked out i was so effing <laughs> shocked by that i don't know um he also he was also asked or he also said that uh when we get curbelo back and then he quickly said we may not have him back for a while i mean and then uh yesterday i mean just while we're on curbelo yesterday on the brad underwood show he said quote he's getting better we see it every day. It's something we take very serious, the health and well-being of our guys. We never want to put them in a situation that could change their life beyond their time here. Then he added, uh, we've got to be solid, and Bellow's getting better. His spirits are great. He's doing a tremendous job of talking with our guys, communicating. It's getting closer for him, but still keeping okay, keeping okay. working at it. He just did what I did, which is say a whole lot of words without actually saying anything. (laughs) And number two, what did he contradict himself 42 times? I just think like, I really think he's just, it's gotta be a mental health thing. And we can't really speculate on that because we don't know, but it's also confusing. Like here's a lot of people think that just because they're, why wouldn't you just say what it is? Yeah. I mean, like I texted you, the announcer said, Post concussion syndrome. Yeah, uh, which they symptoms. which Underwood said a week ago that that's not what it and was. And then so. every other website says neck injury, so it's yeah. got to be neither of those things. It's probably like an ankle injury or something. We just <laughs> we just don't know. But well, it's not his ankle. He's dancing on the sidelines all the time. If it's if he's not back by like mid January, I think we got to pull the plug on this thing. I don't know. Not the I hope season, he gets better. You know. Yeah, he, I do but, too. But then he probably listens to our podcast and you call him garbage and such, and it just doesn't help. I him. feel like I defend him a lot more than other people. <laughs> do. Like if you look at the Facebook groups, I think they'll find a way to blame that game on Curbelo. Yeah. Um, a lot of Illini fans, I'd say ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent, were happy with this loss. Were Who's happy, happy with the loss? loss? Who's happy with the loss? I'm you telling never you, lose. dude. There are ways to. I'm spin telling this. you. I don't know what is uh, is Underwood paying Your every Facebook fan? groups are happy with this loss. Not in a the moment. They don't <laughs> shut up about turnovers and other things. But uh, that's, let all me they, just... that's all I saw was wow, great, great game. It was I a really great love game, the guys. It was, it was a great, great game. game. If you're looking, I was looking at it both as an Illini fan and as an and as an objective observer. Yeah, and I think Underwood's got a lot of fans in the payroll to 
spin zone this thing. <laughs> well, Underwood wasn't happy with it. I mean, Clearly. he literally said, put it in all caps, softness, soft. Have you ever known my teams to be like that? Is what he said. Well, I mean, what what is – okay, let me ask you this one. What do you think his definition is of being soft or not being soft? Uh, he he did say it was about, like, people – about other teams just taking the ball away from Illinois. Like, literally, they just go in there and they rip it out of their hands. I think that's about, what he's calling I soft. Think, I think what we should be calling soft They're not is, strong uh, with the ball. And he blames it a lot on practice and injuries. Um so, yeah, the Illinois defense looks about like the Chicago Bears defense. That's about right. Soft. I, don't know. I think Arizona's going to make everybody look bad. I think Arizona, I still don't know how Arizona's not a top five team. That's the dumbest thing. The AP voters are the dumbest people. <laughs> if you put every AP voter in a room, and I like some of them, most of them know, and most of them I've never heard of, that's got to be like a combined like basketball IQ of like six. Just a bunch of <laughs> morons in there. But – um. Has Illinois' defense looked good at all this season in games against teams that don't suck? And I guess Rutgers, do we think that they suck? I mean, they beat Purdue, but right. I still don't think they're very good, and Illinois yeah, killed them. because if but... they're off, they're off. I mean, that's Rutgers. So when does Illinois' defense look good against a team that doesn't suck? I don't know. Never. Iowa tore them to shreds without being able to make anything for most of it. 83 points. Against uh, Iowa scored 83 against them. True. Arizona is going to make a lot of teams look dumb, but also Illinois still sucks defensively, and I think that that is uh, it's going to be a problem in the Big Ten. Maybe not as much of a problem as it would have been last season because I still think the Big Ten is not as good as it was last season, but really makes you think with some of these Big Ten teams. I mean, Michigan just – they stink. Uh, but it's hard to judge yeah, the Big Michigan Ten. Michigan got beat by, what, 20? Yeah, we got Michigan Arizona. Michigan fans commenting about uh, <laughs> Illinois' lost Arizona, and it's like, oh, at least ours is on a neutral site. Hey, dipshit. Hey, can you hear me, Michigan fans? You absolute effing F-U-C-K-I-N-G morons. You lost to Minnesota in the same goddamn day by <laughs> double digits. Minnesota. Yeah. Who is not that good? I don't care what the record is. These Minnesota fans are going to be in for a rude awakening when most of the Big Ten beats the piss out of them because they're not that good. <laughs> and on the same day that Michigan loses to Minnesota, this game was in Ann Arbor, by the way. They're saying, oh, we lost to Arizona on a neutral site. First of all, why are you even saying we? Because you're not in the team. I mean, that's number one. And number two, maybe focus on the fact you just lost to Minnesota. I feel like that's. That's another thing where it's the same thing either way. Yeah. Coleman Hawkins tweeting, oh, Michigan lost. I feel so much better. I mean, shut up. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And the Michigan fans doing the same thing. Michigan players, I don't pay attention to their Twitter, so I don't know if they've done this, but, yeah, the the, the whole thing is stupid. I mean, it's just – who do you hate more, Michigan fans or Iowa fans? Michigan fans. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. I don't interact with Iowa fans. Well, I don't interact with Michigan. I don't fans. think. I don't I think. Ever, I don't ever see Iowa fans interacting. Do on they? Illinois do stuff. they have smartphones in Iowa? I feel like they probably don't. <laughs> literally the same as Illinois, dude. Uh, <laughs> you can't even. You can't even say anything. No, I'm, it's pretty close, dude. Chicago? Do they have anything even close to Chicago and Iowa? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. The morning. As a, as a oh, please. <laughs> it's like 
probably Casey's on every corner. It says to the Cardinals fan, why do you care about Chicago? I'm just saying, Illinois as a state has way more going for it, even though most of it stinks, than Iowa. I mean, Iowa, I don't even know if they have, like, cell towers there. I don't Uh, think they do. Nebraska, too. I think think they're still 3G, but. Nebraska's an enormous dump with Lincoln in the middle of it. So that's what Nebraska is. So got to think about that for sure. Anyways, uh, I think we're uh, just going to wrap this up with a few uh, BU quotes so you can, you know, tell him he's trash or whatever. Um, He did shout out uh, my uh, breakout player of the year, Brandon Pudzinski. Yeah. Um, he said that he had the best week of practice by far. And you know how Brad loves going off his practices. Um, but he couldn't get him into the game because of matchups. Has Brad ever thought that his practices suck? Like <laughs> his his routine and what he does in practice sucks? I don't know. Because if you have a great week of practice and you can't play any games at all, maybe just give up. Yeah. Um, he also said, uh, I think there's a lot of things to grow on. I think our guys understand now what big boy basketball truly is. Um, Brad, you have uh, three super seniors, a senior, and a junior playing on your team. What are you talking about? Um, Like I said before, he said that they need to uh, grind this week out and have smash mouth five-on-five basketball with consequences for turning the ball over. So – Whatever Brad's consequences are, I'm guessing that a lot of guys are going to have to deal with them. They're still uh, going to turn the ball over every game 40 times. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, he said, uh, we're not uh, tough enough yet to beat a national championship caliber team, which I think is true. And um, then he also said, uh, quote, we got to learn to run offense better. <laughs> yep. And uh, we'll end with uh, Underwood saying, quote, would not be surprised at all if you see this again in late March. So he thinks that his team's going to be playing into late March. Uh, Newsflash, unless that's in the NIT, I'm not thinking so. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, oh, boy. When does the tournament start? I mean, are. are they even going to play in March? <laughs> You're on one. Well, so, you know, uh, yeah, I'm Illinois loses to Arizona. Clearly a top five team. Who cares what the pollsters say? Um, Arizona's really, really good. And Illinois should have won, but they didn't. What and do you consider late March? I would say, I mean, after, March after the 15th. <laughs> really? Late. I was thinking more like after the 20th. <laughs> so they'd have to get to the Sweet 16 to be playing in late March. I'm not thinking that's possible. Let's head just out of the first weekend. I mean, it's not looking too hot for this team, I have to say. Um, I don't know. 2 0 in the Big Ten. Yeah, I guess they can fall back on that if you want to brag about beating. I mean, this, this was, this was by far the biggest game played in the State Farm Center in a long time. Well, last season, there would have been bigger games. At capacity. Last season, there would have been bigger games. They could have had fans. Yeah, but I mean, non-conference wise. Yeah. Illinois, you know, they were supposed to play Arizona last year. And they probably would have beat them. Yeah, it's pretty much the same team with a different coach. Not exactly the same team. Just they were younger last year too, but I, right. I still think Arizona probably would have beaten them. Beat Illinois last year? 
Yeah, you're always in for one of those losses, right? This team, this team stinks. So that's kind of what we're where we're at right now. And uh, everyone's gonna think that they're so. Ethan's at. Let's get that straight. Everyone thinks they're gonna be the greatest thing ever when they beat St. Francis PA by 50, which I don't think anybody's gonna think that, but all I know is that uh they need to circle December 22nd. Because I swear to God, if they lose to Missouri, <laughs> we're shut will, we're shutting it down. People will not be able to listen to this podcast because their headphones will break. I'm not tolerating that. I mean, Missouri is garbage with a capital G-A-R. Whoa, I stumbled over the A. Maybe I am drunk. Uh, G-A-R-B-A-G. So I can smell. We're getting a garbage counter next time. Next next pod, a garbage counter is coming in. Do you realize that we are like two episodes away from the Missouri game? Yeah. Man. Realize I got a board meeting. The night of the Missouri game, so you might have to start the watch party without me. If they lose the Missouri game during the watch party, too, I mean that could just be whew. We could True. be talking about the uh the you know the demolition of the program, really. Uh yeah, it's gonna be thin ice galore. Underwood's gotta go. Uh, Wasn't it last year where thin ice got got made? Yeah, it was the Missouri game, yeah. which Missouri last season made the tournament, but they weren't that much better than – They're a lot worse this year. Oh, a lot worse, yeah. But uh, anyway, before that, you got to get to St. Francis, PA, who is not good. They're 3-5. and five. They're a bad basketball team. It's pretty simple to figure that out. Uh, this game's Saturday at noon on the Big Ten Network. I'm sure they'll throw Bardo out for this one because, uh, you know, he's like a D-list commentator, right? So – before we get into that, how did you think the officiating was in the Arizona game? I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was fine, but I also think that we kind of almost always look at it that way if they don't impact the game in a deep True. way at the end. True. So, like, for example, the Iowa game, at the end of the first half, we thought it was fine because it did start to even out. But in the second half, when Iowa just takes the ball to the hoop and expects to get fouled, then you say it's bad. So, sure, uh, I think it's kind of a half to half thing. But um, it wasn't I mean, Roski. We had so. big bow on it, so I just didn't, didn't yeah. know what your feelings were. Well, um, he stinks. I think Good enough not to affect the game. I got you. Well, I mean, yeah. except well, for the five second call. <laughs> which you know, if a team's dumb enough to let that happen, I mean, this is a team. I agree. In the last two games, that has. A uh, what three 10 second calls and yeah. a five second? I mean, this is yeah. this is not D3 basketball, it's I, not high school basketball. I wish I, I like, I don't have I wish I could watch that again because I like when like at the game, I, I wasn't even thinking about it because it he wasn't like it didn't seem like he was on him, but I guess it's within six feet. Which I yeah. think that can't be right, right? I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is a joke. Yeah. Anyways, who cares? Plumber, plumber should be kicked off the team. Anyway, <laughs> then we'd only have three scorers a game. I mean, do we really consider Kofi a scorer after that performance? Well, he had thirteen more than five other guys. Here was the problem for him, I think, at the free throw line. At least he didn't shoot one forever. Like it was really late in the game when he got his first free throw, so I feel like that yeah. probably affected him a little bit. I feel like and he was getting fact, beat up down low. Uh, not more than normal, I don't right. think. But also, you know, 
he took like a 16 footer. So what the hell are we doing? He made if you're not, one. If he's not yeah, shooting, he apparently was taking a little heat check, you know, with the game on the line. <laughs> if he's not, if he's not shooting from the sides, he's not making it. If he's or if he's shooting from the sides, he's making it. If he's, he's near the top, on. if he's straight on, he's not making it. Oh, if he's straight the sides, on. He's oh, what a terrible shot! Illinois is uh, thinking. Well, he's just following Underwood's formula, which is make a mistake in every single phase of the game, every <laughs> single game. So that was the other phase was a terrible shot. Hawkins usually covers the terrible pass and terrible foul ones. Yep. And then Plummer was like, let's uh, Underwood buy up for the game. Let's add the five second to this sucker. Let's <laughs> really not, go in here. I'll throw it in there. But uh, anyway, enough about Arizona. And, you yeah. know, I'm just glad Sean Miller's not their coach because I would have lost my mind even more. Uh, but St. Francis PA stinks, and it's very simple. Their three wins are over a D3 team they beat by 46. Lehigh, who's not good anymore, who's number 313 on Ken Palm. They beat them by 11, and then they beat Bucknell or Bucknell, whichever one you want to go with. I'm assuming it's Nell because it's Cornell. It's not Cornell, right? So I'm just going to go with that. Uh, they beat them Correct. by 26. Okay. And they're number 315 on Ken Pop, so they stink. Uh, the losses, they lost to 252 George Washington. They lost to Virginia Tech, who's number 33. They lost to Cornell, not Cornell, uh, by uh, they lost them by 13. That's 227. They lost to Ohio by three, so not bad. And they lost to American, who's number 320 by 10. So no good wins, a couple bad losses. Uh, not really for their standards because they're not good, but that's another thing you think about. And uh, their projected lineup for this game, guard Ramir Dixon Conover, Conover, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't care. It is over, not over, so you never know. Um and it is, I guess, an American name, right? So 6'3", 185, 14 points, five rebounds, four assists. Senior uh, guard Maxwell Land, 6'4", 185, eight points per game, three rebounds, two assists. Sophomore Rennell Giles Jr. or Giles, whichever one you're going to go with. It's a G, though. You think Giles instead of Giles, right? Um, sure. 6'4", 185, 12 points, three rebounds, two assists. And a sophomore Notice that. All three of their guards were listed at 185 pounds. Very interesting. Um, probably the first team in the country to, to have that going for them, at least at that number. Probably, yeah. That's front court. I'm sure, I'm sure they're exactly 185, too. I would tend to agree. Uh, front court, Miles Thompson, 6'6, 230, 11 points, three rebounds, senior. And uh, Josh Cohen, 6'10, 220, 13 points, six rebounds, one assist, junior. They played nine players in their last game, they lost to American. They played tonight against Hartford, who's number 266. So they'll probably be three and six. Coming spread on that game? Uh, I didn't look, but I, there might be. I don't know. Are they even relevant enough to put one? We don't know. I mean, people gamble on everything. But sometimes you just. You uh, Hartford is a two point favorite. One and eight Hartford is a two point <laughs> favorite. <laughs> That's good. So, yeah. so that tells you anything about them. Um, yeah. Dealing with a legitimate squad here. And you don't want to play St. Francis PA off of a loss. You better hope that Hartford, you know, loses tonight. Yeah. But uh, Kinpom metrics, offensive efficiency, Illinois number 17. How that's possible, I guess, is the three ball. That's about it because God knows they don't do anything else well on offense if Kofi's not playing well. They are good at turning it over, so they have that going for them. Um St. Francis PA is 165 on offense, so they're not that bad offensively, but they're also facing, you know, Cornell and uh, Bucknell and Francisian, right? So, Francisian. 
Cornell, an Ivy League squad, of course. Um, defensive efficiency, they're number 311 in St. Francis, PA, and Illinois, number 36, which maybe this should be flipped because if you watch Illinois play defense, it's not great. And then other key stats, uh, St. Francis, PA is number 35 in offensive turnover percentage, which I think means they don't turn the ball over that much. I don't know. What's Illinois? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> Illinois is uh, 312. So okay. 7% higher than uh, than St. Francis, PA, who did, you know, St. Francis, PA lost to Cornell. So it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> Illinois, unsurprisingly, is number four in the country in offensive rebound percentage. Not surprising, especially since they, like, ate Iowa live on the offensive glass. So they got that going. But, uh, yeah, this is a game that shouldn't be close. Uh, you'd hope that you can play Bosman's Verdonk and those losers without having to worry too much about it. Yeah. What's your projected score? <laughs> uh, I think Illinois is going to bounce back. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, they're going to take care of this team. I'm going Illinois 98, SFPA 56. Tremendous abbreviation. Very nice. Uh, Yeah, they're going to pass the century mark this time. 102-62, easy 40-point win. Kofi's going to have 30. Plummer's going to have 25. Frazier's going to have 25. So that is uh, 80 points. Uh, Then 22 from Grandison. How many sleeve going to have? Zero, because it's going to be four players scoring. Oh, that's true. Um, And Hawkins is going to get six fouls. Let me see. They average eleven. They average twelve re- or twelve turnovers per game. What's Illinois at twenty six or something? <laughs> something like that. Can we go through Illinois turnovers by game? I'd really love to know about that. Uh, sure. Because it can't be good. It just it yeah it can't be. Um, Jackson State nineteen turnovers. So that's that's a lot. Thirteen uh, against Arkansas State. So that's thirty-two in two games against worthless opponents. Uh-huh. Twenty-six against Marquette. Really getting up there. Fourteen against Cincinnati. Uh, Kansas State, eighteen. Jesus Christ. Are they going to have any game without double digits? 13 against UTRGV. Do they have any games without double-digit turnovers? That's the big question here. Um, Notre Dame, 12. I don't think so. Rutgers, maybe? Could be. Doubt it. 18 against Iowa. 10 against Rutgers. <laughs> you That's just, their lowest. You, you can't avoid it. So even when they beat a team by 35, they still turn the ball over double digits. I mean, mm-hmm. that is just pathetic. Hope Underwood mm-hmm. feels good about the way that his offense is being run since they do have to get better at running their offense. And maybe maybe Gentry shouldn't have gotten shoved out of the door. I don't think – okay. Anyways. Well, I mean, <laughs> he pretty much was. Yikes. Underwood sold out to try to keep Antigua and Coleman, who are a bunch of snake-ass bitches anyway. Yeah, I think he was going back to Gonzaga anyways. Probably. Did he take Lloyd's spot? He probably took Lloyd's spot. So probably. it goes back to bite yeah. you. You lose a coach uh, to Gonzaga, and then the coach that got his spot taken to go to Arizona beats your ass on your own home floor, which yeah. State Farm Center 
It being cold, that is the whole reason why they lost this game. True. They did bring out the fire. That fire. That's cool. It was a fun game to be at. Uh, The loss sucked, but it was a fun game to be at. At least they lost to a team that Uh, doesn't suck. And then uh, last thing, happy birthday, Brad Underwood. (laughs) Uh, He's 53 today, something like that. So, yeah. Happy birthday. You're garbage. Yep. Uh, that's about right. Uh, the gift from us to you is that I did not go after you as much as I could have, you know, which may be surprising to some people, but good job. I did my best to not, you know, yeah, go you after just you. went like after this. everybody else. Maybe you'll be coaching somewhere else by the time your next birthday rolls around. Oh, I mean, December 2022, he might be coaching the Kansas State. Never coming on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, that was a lost dream anyway. It was never going to happen. Uh, I think he probably still would. What does yeah, he care? He doesn't strike me as someone who's not going to talk to somebody because they have said a few things. And also, anyone who's really taking our opinions that seriously about everything on this podcast should probably, like, you know, not True. do that. But, uh, even yeah. for shock and awe, folks. Shock and awe. Yep, that's right. Uh, do you want to look at the uh, the Big Ten? I mean, do you have any comments on what the Big Ten is right now? They have the most wins against AP top 25 teams in the country right now at uh, nine. So you got that going. Who? What? The Big Ten has the most wins against other really? AP top 25. Yeah, nine. So suck on that, really, is what that comes down to. I mean, as a conference, it's still pretty good overall ranking-wise. A lot of green on Ken Palm, which is always good. Yeah, they'll they'll uh, they'll still get what eight teams in probably. Psh, easy. The big question is: Does Northwestern factor into this? Illinois thirty-three in Andy Katz's power rankings. See, he is kind of smart. He actually has Arizona too, so. He's just doing that because nobody else is for some reason. Yeah. I agree. I don't know how people still have Purdue number one, but, you know, hey. You know, some people get lost, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Who do you think has the worst offensive efficiency in the Big Ten overall? This is an easy one. Penn State. Nope. Penn State. Nebraska. uh, Nebraska ball. Nebraska's second worst. Hmm. Who am I missing? It's not Rutgers, is it? Yeah. Wow. Ouch. Okay, who has the worst defensive efficiency? Nebraska ball. Yeah. Okay. Who has Nebraska the worst? Nebraska ball is bad, bad. Yeah. They are uh, five and six with a one million point loss to Auburn. Um, who has the worst adjusted tempo? Penn State. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's like, I'm just naming point. the three worst teams in the league, okay? <laughs> I mean, Maryland's got to be factored in that. Oh, true, true, too. true, true, true. Um, Who they just beat, though? Yeah, they did beat Florida, but Florida's also yeah. – Florida lost to Florida's Texas overrated. Southern. Yeah, I mean, no overrated. doubt. Okay, before we get out of here, last thing. Can you yeah. name the top five Big Ten Conference allkinpalm.com list? Top five Big Ten players. Uh, 
Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, he's number four, which is a joke, by the way. Wow. Um, Murray. Number five, another joke. Uh, Travion Williams. Tavion. Yep, number two. Um, is Kofi on the list? Nope. I don't think so. Probably because he missed three games. Plumber? No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who would be number one? Give me a team. If I give you the team, you're gonna know. I mean, okay. Well, I don't know them. The team wears red. Both of the two players you're missing have red jerseys. <laughs> I got it. I got nothing. Go ahead. Liddell is number one. Oh, jeez. I don't know. And uh, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin is number three. Johnny Davis. I would have never got that one. Oh, you don't pay attention? Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't watched Wisconsin play. They're pretty good. The number one offensive team in the Big Ten is, according to this, Illinois. And Illinois is number five on defense in the Big Ten, apparently. So. There you go. But turnover percentage, Illinois is uh, last. So there you go. No Actually, sec- second to last. Wait, third to last. Wait, <laughs> they're tied for second to last in turnover percentage on offense. Rutgers is the worst. Illinois is tied with Purdue, second to last. So maybe that's why Purdue's not number one because they turn the ball over too much. But anyway, that's going to go for us. Oh, yep. What, what are you going to say? Uh, Marquise Beeson committed somewhere, but I don't know. U A A M University of uh, Alabama Montgomery. Really? I don't. What the? I don't know. I don't. It's like a weird logo. University of Arkansas at Monticello. Is uh, it green? No, it's red. What are you high? The dogs. They're the dogs. That that's not a real thing. A A U M. Alabama A and M. You don't know who Marquise Beeson is? The four star that was at Illinois. He was hurt he's, his he's, freshman. He's year. a cornerback. Yeah. Duncanville, Texas High School. Everybody knows that. He's a DB at Alabama A and M. Yeah, they got a nice class a choice. In there. A couple three stars going to Alabama AM. Um maybe a... maybe he thinks it's Alabama. Well, good look. <laughs> maybe their coach dresses up as Nick Saban and, and tells them, <laughs> hey, all right. So maybe that's the case. All right. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll catch you for episode 85. I don't know when, but uh, it'll be a preview. Well, well they play game, Saturday. Right? Yeah, probably Sunday night. If if that's yeah, Sunday know. should be fine. Unless the Packers are playing somebody or something. Uh, they play 325. We'll be fine. So uh, so expect it at like 7 o'clock. Yeah. 8 All o'clock right. Sunday. Okay, bye. Later.